name's Sagan Lockhart. You might know me from the Odd Future days, from some photography stuff. Maybe it's through skateboarding or maybe partying, just having a good time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a way of meeting everyone uh, yeah, in various different ways. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating originally? That's funny. I was born in Santa Monica and I was in the Valley for a little bit, like Reseda Chatsworth area. And then most of my formative years were spent out in Santa Clarita, which um, is where Six Flags Magic Mountain is. That's how most people know where that place might be. Um, And I don't really, I don't really remember how I got into skateboarding. I think my sister had a board or something like that. And it was just kind of around this time that, uh, skateboarding had this resurgence and I just saw everyone with a board I don't know I was just 10 you know so mm-hmm. it was whatever I saw was something that I wanted to do and everyone had skateboards so uh it was something I really wanted to do my parents were super against it right, uh, right. I was playing hockey and oh cool you know school yeah I'd, I'd played hockey since I was five to like yeah. 13 or 14 maybe Perfect. but uh they didn't want they thought skateboarding was just going to be this distraction and mm. get into a whole bunch of trouble which they were right they, but they were it so was, right, right? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it was the same but it's yeah. all for the better yeah yeah mm. they even uh they made me mow lawns and do all these fucking shit around the neighborhood for a full summer to even uh get me aboard they they wouldn't even just get me one they're like oh do you really want to do this like we're going to make you work for it and save up your own money to go buy it, you know? And when you're mm-hmm. 10 trying to get 150 bucks or however much a complete and some shoes might be, that's pretty fucking tough. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, but they probably saw like the deal. I feel like parents like don't realize that with skating, if you really want to do it, there's such like a resiliency there. So like you're going to shovel or do whatever or work how much to get the board. And like, I don't know, you really have to want to do it because it's a pretty dangerous sport. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was the only, that was the only buildup to get my first board. And then after that, they were uh, pretty supportive of cool. me um, being into that. And I didn't have to mow lawns for every single board anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, they weren't making you just manual labor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, you're an 80s baby, right? I think I... Yeah, 88. Um, a little bit older than some people might think. <laughs> I, don't know. I know. Yeah, I'm well, I, I remember being in high school, probably 16, which is, I think that's like two, 2012 or something like that. When like, yeah, shit. like Odd Future was like definitely a big part of like sub suburban like an urban culture that i was around like new york city and where where i grew up um, yeah but i i could tell that you were older i think even from like i almost thought you were like a road manager or or something i think i can't remember um as far as uh just touring goes at first i um i was just on the road and uh doing merch for i guess odd future as a whole um because hmm. we're all touring together 
Did you and actually then, did you do the when, screen printing and all that too? Um, or was it just no, like, no, I was um, just dude, I was 23 or something, and gotcha. they're just like, Hey, do you want to go on the road with these guys and like sell their merch at shows and hang out? And I was like, Yeah, why not hang out with your friends, you know? But it wasn't until Tebe came home that he kind of asked me to road manage for him. So that's when I took on a little bit more responsibility. But honestly, I was still like young and didn't know anything about how to do that type of job, you know, so I'm sure I'm sure I didn't do the greatest job, but it was it was fun for sure. Yeah. Did you uh, was skating how you met like Tebe and, and Tyler and those guys? Uh, so I used to work at, um, diamond Cool. and this mm-hmm. is like really early Fairfax days. And honestly, there wasn't really one on that block. Mm-hmm. This is like, it is like pre internet kind of, you know, I mean, there's no Instagram, there's Twitter and shit, but it was mostly people shopping there that like kind of knew what was up, I, at least in my opinion. So it was really slow over there. And a lot of people just hung out. Like, I would say 75% of the people on that block were just like, they'd come through after work or after school and they just wanted to smoke and drink or hang out or whatever. So it was more a situation like that. And these guys used to hang out at Reserve across the street, which was like fresh drive and shit. And um, I met them and just kind of let them do whatever they want (laughs) in Diamond because I didn't. I didn't give a fuck, you know, they'd be like shooting fireworks out of the store into the street. And I'm like, I don't care. Like no one's in here shopping, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think it was my, uh, not caring about anything attitude that, uh, let, led them all to my store to hang out all the time. And dude, I want to say it was like a solid year of hanging out before I even knew that they made music. Mm -hmm. And even upon me finding out, I was like, you know, I was like an instant fan, but I was like, why didn't you guys ever tell me? And, you know, I didn't ever think it would become um, as big as some of them are today, you know, not to take away from any of their talent, but just my young mind and listening to them at the time, I was just like, yeah, maybe, maybe you could be on some sort of MF doom level, you know, it didn't cross my mind that they would be, you know, some of them on some mainstream shit or even, how the internet and Instagram has progressed everything these days, you know, you can be a superstar without mainstream like radio success too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much how I met all those guys. Yeah. And you were like, cause you were like pretty heavy skating at the time. I mean, I've, I've seen like, I think, I think Sage has like a video of you from like over a decade ago of like you skating um yeah sage made like a little remix of some footage that i had uh so you were like really really skating at that time yeah yeah i mean as much as i could uh Mm. prior to working on fairfax for years i was just like selling weed and skating so you know with that type (laughs) of with that type of job you have all the free time in the world so all i did was skate and film and shit and then when i started working on fairfax um you know, I only had two days off a week or maybe there's a skate park mm-hmm. at night. Uh, but I was still I was still skating as much as I could. And it was still something that I thoroughly enjoyed. But, you know, I'd probably given up on any hopes of becoming pro or sponsored by the time I was 19 or 20. You know, pretty early realized, like, oh, I'm just going to go get a job. <laughs> I think that might like not to be that guy, but like kind of a good thing. 
it's like so hard oh, for to, like, sure right yeah to really make it in skating i don't know yeah I yeah like, i mean i i see so many people really really trying still and yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it, it's inspiring depending on like obviously who it is like there's some people that are older that still are fantastic but it's kind of like a it has a short half-life how long it can last yeah yeah it's it's always tough to say because it's like well you could make it so i don't want to knock you but at the mm -hmm. same time like what are you gonna do turn 40 and then close on your resume <laughs> yeah no, i don't know yeah because then you kind of have to work in skating which i feel like is the other part that like maybe they like but also seems like pretty boxed in uh, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of shit to do in skateboarding, and I do see some people um, that are pretty successful afterwards that have found their um, road mm -hmm. in the skate industry, so um, any of that is fully possible, and there's plenty of skill sets you can pick up if you're willing to take the time. Like, I know, like, Scott Johnson is, like, a fucking footwear designer at Adidas now, and mm -hmm. I, I don't really know him like that, but I'm just going to assume he wasn't designing shoes in his 20s like that you know yeah, like the absolutely. whole time i'm sure he picked that up later yeah yeah definitely and i think a lot of you know people can work for like publications and like certain brands that i've started started to accept skateboarding as like a big sport even not to be that way but like but kind of yeah yeah i mean luckily i think everything is really broadened out now like so many things interconnect with skateboarding and other sports or hobbies or music or whatever, you know, like you, you can be into all these different things. And I remember being young and you're just a skateboarder, like you're just a skateboarder and you just like punk or you just like rap or something like that, you know, and yeah, everything's yeah. not so pigeonholed anymore. So you can, you can easily move over to fashion or music or whatever you want it to be fucking construction, you know, like it's all there. That's the one thing I kind of like about the like internet and, and social media and all that is like people can do a bunch of trades now and like try out a bunch of things where you don't have to only just do one. That's kind of nice. Absolutely. And I mean, I feel like it's always good to have a couple different jobs or streams of income somehow, you know, these days or especially in la or new york it's it's a little bit important at least to me you know can't put all your sticks in one box or whatever that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i i it's just like cool that now like i have i have a, like a bunch of friends that skate or make music but like they also model and they get money through another job they have part-time so it's cool that it you don't feel like all right i have to only do this to be considered uh valid yeah. or something I don't yeah yeah everyone's a model in new york i love it Every, everyone <laughs> like yeah. so many people even if it's for like one gig like in a wake shoot or something or whatever the fuck like every like everyone yeah it's sick i i should move out there and get a couple extra checks or something i don't know if i'm that pretty anymore but fuck it <laughs> you should i think these brands know like the social like weight that certain people hold I know that these brands do that shit. They want to tap in. <laughs> they always do. To go back to like the the odd future days, like did you did you guys all realize like were you aware of the outreach and like 
the amount of impact that you guys were having on people um you know while it was while it was going down um i can't really answer that question for anyone else um i would assume that tyler has just always known he's going to be a superstar sure sure <laughs> sure um for me for me you know it was it was really visible like you know, going from him just hanging out on Fairfax to like, oh shit, there's there's a line at Supreme now of people who want the gear mostly because yeah. of him, in yeah. my opinion. And, oh, totally. And people hanging out and wanting pictures of him and all this shit. And totally. Um, you know, it was it was really visible to see that. And then when I first went on tour with him, and I believe our first stop was in Boston, I remember like running from a crowd of screaming fans and the only thing that I had seen like that or what I was thinking, I was like, this is like the Beatles or some sure. shit. Yeah. Funny yeah. comparison, but I was like, I was like, this is insane. And, you know, going on tour really, that's when I was like, Oh shit, this is like, this is pretty wild. Um, I also hadn't done much traveling prior to uh, touring with them. So it was like a simultaneous thing. Like, okay, I'm seeing the rest of the world and they're going crazy over these guys. Like, Mm -hmm. they're doing something here i mean i remember when me and my friends went to like i think we went to like a terminal five show or something and it uh -huh. was it was insane it was like you guys were kind of running not to be not to use i hate the word cool but like kind of running what was cool for a lot of us at the time like in my high school and all the people like we would talk to in the city like like all came out for those shows and like, we're really crazy about you guys. But at the same time, it's like to think about that I'm older now than like all those guys were, I can't even imagine what that must've been like. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it most being back in LA and like just the place that I live at, you know, like people might knowing or recognizing what we were doing or what I was doing, you know, just to like, dude, I don't know. During, during a lot of those times, honestly, I was like broke. So it was sick to go to a bar and have someone be like, I'm going to get you a beer. You know, yeah. like it was <laughs> that what I, what I really liked benefiting from looking back is honestly so minimal. Like I was just trying to steam like a couple free beers off of all that. <laughs> That I, I hear you because it's like there's so many guys associated, but also like you guys are young as fuck. Like, I mean, I I couldn't imagine what that must have been, must have been like. And, um, you know, and, and additionally, like, I'm sure there maybe came points of frustration where you're like, fuck being associated with all of this, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, there, I guess there's a little bit of that. Maybe some other people might have felt that way a little bit more. But mm -hmm. to me, I was just on some, like, kind of more happy-go-lucky shit. I was like, dude, um, I was friends with these guys, like I said, before I even knew that they made music. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to support them and whatever they're doing. They can make some shit that I absolutely hate, but because they're my friends, I'm going to be supportive. So yeah, it didn't really, I didn't really feel that way. And I was just like, I feel super lucky to get to learn how to take photographs with those guys and uh, get to see a little bit of the world and experience some of that shit. So all the positives 
farly outweighed any negative feelings that um, I could have been having at the time. So I, I don't think there is much of any of that. I mean, it's good to know because, like, I, I look back at those times. I mean, obviously, there's some toxicity definitely in some of the shit there, like, having, like, me and all my white friends, like, thinking it was okay to, like, say the N-word as we're, like, 16 and just, like, Tyler being so volatile. But um, – Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's that whole end of the things. But just um, from my point of view and involvement and shit, I was just yeah, like, totally. this is – this is cool, you know, and yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't ever any, you know, I, I didn't make music or anything. I just wanted to be kind of behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. there is never really any ego on my end. Whereas with some other people, you know, maybe they wanted a little bit more shine or maybe some of their projects to do better differently. Like mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. I was never in that type of situation. Cause I was like, I don't even rap. Like, I don't, I'm just here to take photos. And if you, if you know what I'm doing, cool. If not, um, not affected by it so it's all good (laughs) yeah and i i feel like for you like shooting photos like what a great time to you probably had such great like subject matter at least to shoot like just being touring and around people that are creating shit that must have been nice and you i'm sure you had like i remember you had like pretty big early photo shows associated maybe with uh shows like you had one in new york that was pretty big perhaps yeah, the one in New York, that was, like, the first show I ever did, and I want to say, like, 600 oh, people came or something, but, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, all that stuff was cool, and they kind of um, incorporated into it and in some of the stops and the tour and shit, but, you know, most of, most of the people there were there to see, like everyone in the group you know it's mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. i had this huge draw to to just my photos or anything so i'm you know i still credit them mostly for any kind of success i was having with that yeah like compartmentalize it for sure yeah yeah i mean like like i said i was just happy to be around so it wasn't like i never really was like oh i'm this big shot and i'm doing this and that like i never really felt that way i just felt grateful yeah totally i'm um were you were you always like I remember you you had texted me that like photography's like I forget how you phrased it but you're like that wasn't really ever like your thing so like were you always just like you just like kind of shot photos um more casually yeah well um it was always something that I wanted to get into and I just didn't even look into anything and I just kind of assumed cameras are really expensive and then uh, my friend Ian gave me a camera this Canon AE1 um, and he's just he just kind of like schooled me on how to use it really quick and that's kind of around the time when I first met everyone and I was like these are crazy subjects like what better, <laughs> what better people to learn on than everyone hanging out on Fairfax you know Absolutely. so I just went crazy yeah and it was really fun and I was uh you know just started shooting a bunch of photos of them and then he's you know there's some smaller opportunities coming along like being able to do the photo shows or figuring out how to sell some of the photos to the label to use for press shit or maybe they use some of it on the clothing and stuff um I don't I really didn't know how to monetize any of it and 
still to this day, it's kind of like a weird gray area because I never made it like a career to be a photographer. Just with it. I just wasn't like talented enough or knew really how to do that. So photography was just always kind of a hobby. Like that, I figured out how to make a little bit of money off of it. But as far as like a full-time situation goes, like, um, yeah, it just, just wasn't for me. Or maybe it's not for anyone else. I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I definitely thought that you were like a photographer. Like I thought that was, um, until you said like, that's not how you define how you do it or what you do. I definitely thought you were a photographer. So I could see why you think a lot of people have that misconception. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. I'll, I'll take the title, I guess. I mean, anything I've done for work has always been like, just really behind the scenes, uh, type of shit. So it's okay. And I mean, on Instagram, it's just like my film photos and stuff. So I guess that's, that's what you would easily assume if you were just looking at that from an outsider's perspective. Right, right. I mean, photography is interesting, too, because like even even as a skateboarder, I feel like naturally you want to like shoot your friends skating. So I, it makes sense that you kind of always were just like, fuck it things are happening like why not shoot some photos of it and then i guess eventually it just led itself to being a craft yeah definitely and the the more professional stuff that i started to do the more i had hated it and i never want the things that i love to do for myself you know to become something that i despise so whether it's skating or photography or anything else, you know, if it's like push in a certain direction, I'd way rather just jump out of that situation and keep it um, to myself. You know, I, yeah. I got I to gotta go through life loving <laughs> some things, you know, so I can't I don't, I don't want to hate everything that I'm doing. Definitely. And I think like when there's too much pressure on something, whether it's financial or just you want it to be so good and it never reaches like that level you just start to hate things so like why yeah that pressure on something that's like so pure as just like maybe capturing a moment like how it was originally absolutely like at the end of the day i'm just like yo these these photos are really aren't for you like i like to go back and look at a lot of the photos and there's so much stuff that I don't share, haven't shared and Mm -hmm. the stuff I do put out, it's just like, Hey, I think someone might want to see this, but it's still not like if you enjoy it. Awesome. But if you don't, you know, it's not like I'm trying to impress everyone either. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, I think that that's even like, I think it's more wholesome then because you had moments with, with these people that are now like, you know, Frank and Tyler, like Grammy award-winning artists that like you had moments with them when you guys were just people hanging out. And so for you to just have those moments, like, why do you need to share those with everyone? It's not, that's not the point, I guess, of taking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of the stuff that I have shared and shown everyone and stuff too, I'm just like, Hey, like photo might be kind of shitty, but like no one else kind of has these moments, you know, and I'm trying to, yeah, when I'm hanging out yes. with people, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. I wanted to just be people, you know, kind of like I don't know, like you're a regular guy, I'm a regular guy, even though you're not a regular guy, you know, you could be an award winning artist and stuff, but that's just mm-hmm. kind of how I want the photos to come across. Yeah, 
do you uh do you ever like travel just to shoot a specific photo um like like that might be a person for example but is that like a thing that you've done like fly out to shoot this photo or something um a couple times like i did but i don't think i've really ever done that like on the personal side like Mm -hmm. i I went to atlanta and shot um shot killer mike for this magazine um but while i was out there you know i made it a point to meet some other people and shoot them like i met made in tokyo and it was before he even blew up and stuff and i was shooting him and um connected with some of like 21 savages people so if if i'm in the area i'm gonna try to reach out to other people but i haven't purposely flown out or gone somewhere to shoot like one specific person on on my dime at least right yeah i mean i'm i'm just i wonder like if that's like something like that people like kind of in your sphere um in terms of just like shooting photos when for like money like do because I've like definitely wanted to do it for the podcast, but like I guess that's true. If it's on your dime, it seems kind of crazy. I I don't know. In in any of those situations, like if I needed a photo, of someone, um, I'd rather just pay a local photographer to shoot. Like if I need someone shot in a t-shirt, I'd rather just pay someone else to do it than fly all the way over there and pay for hotel and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I guess that is that is a difference. Like for me, for me with the podcast, like. I guess I could just have someone do it. That seems kind of crazy, though. I don't know. I guess that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For For me, though, too, I always enjoyed, like, you know, if there's an opportunity to shine some light on what someone else is doing, too. Like, yeah, yeah. If I'm, wor- if I'm working for whatever company and I'm already getting my check, I'm just like, hey, we might as well pay this kid over there that's trying to do something, give him a couple hundred bucks or whatever it is he needs, you know? And, uh, you know, he gets the tag on this particular situation, you know, and it's, it's always good to support other communities and what other people are doing. And I think that's more what I'm trying to do these days than try to still make it as a photographer. (laughs) Dude. I mean, it's like great to hear you say that because that shit really does help a lot. Like that couple hundred dollars or like that tag for that artist, like that means a fuck ton to them when they're really, you know, grinding first coming up. And I hope that brands and like people definitely realize how, how important that is for like people, like even me, who's like, you know, you start something, but you, that recognition is important. Yeah, always. And then, you know, hopefully it just, keeps them going in the right direction and they'll Mm -hmm. stay motivated and then they'll be even bigger than you (laughs) than you are you know and uh that's always nice to see yeah um you continue to like have a pretty close relationship with people in music over the years like even when the like odd future collective had definitely like fizzled out um what do you think gravitates you to work in that sphere I think it's a combination of things and I don't want to like, like I could be wrong and I don't want to like big up myself in any way, but <laughs> during the odd future stuff, you know, like 
like just meeting a lot of other artists through that and stuff. Some of them, you know, might've known who I was or there was this mutual respect. And obviously I'm a fan of so much of the music. So I think that made it a lot easier to meet people because I wasn't just some photographer. They're like, like, dude, when I met like Playboy Cardi, he was like, I grew up on Odd Future. Like, I know who you are. Like, you could totally take my photos. So there's this, so it, it just made it easy for me. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't really be trying to talk to these people and hunt them down. You know, I just respect what they're doing from afar, but because of that situation, it just, it just made it easy for me. And, um, you know, shooting any type of creative is, is always a good time. You know, it always makes for a more colorful picture and situation. Um, and that makes my job a little bit easier instead of getting someone like, Sometimes you get some models for some stuff that I shot for, you know, and they're just kind of bland humans yeah. and it's hard to, <laughs> yeah, hard to get some like expression out of them. Drive. But yeah. yeah, people who make music, man, they just, I'm just like, just do your thing. I'm just going to sit in the corner and take some pictures. You know, it's super easy, at least for me. Dude. And I mean, probably those, like, just those like continuous, like having those life experiences of like being the fly on the wall and like, studio sessions or just hanging out with those people is probably so fun yeah it's super fun i mean there's stories and recording sessions that a lot of people just don't even believe me (laughs) (laughs) it's like no i was like i was there yeah i was there this is what was happening i don't need to make this up but whatever (laughs) how did you uh how did you get connected with uh with freddie gibbs i i mean it seems like a lot of your a lot of what you've been posting i guess in terms of photo work has been um related to him recently um so freddie's someone like okay so this goes back to even like odd future days so they have this guy that handled uh like all their publishing and i was pretty good friends with him and he would he pretty much knew everyone because he did publishing for the whole industry so he would just get me into any show and um so he linked me with freddie gibbs manager um lambo and i met him way back in the day and uh we were always cool and i'd I'd hit up lambo and go to a show or whatever but it wasn't until really um it was right before alfredo came out and lambo was like hey uh you want to come over to freddie's house and shoot him and uh, me and Lambo had, we started becoming better and better friends around that time. I was really trying to get Freddie to do something with Converse, who I was working for at the time. So we oh, were sitting cool. down a bunch. Um, it didn't come to fruition. But anyways, so I actually met Freddie and shot him in 2020, like right before Alfredo and right before all the quarantine shit. And um, I don't know, we were, we were, we were pretty cool. And then he just started inviting me on more studio sessions in the last year. And uh, I don't know, I'd, I'd assume Freddie enjoys to have me around enough to <laughs> take his photo. And then next thing you know, I'm in Vegas with them and we're going to the strip club and shit, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't, that's that's just kind of how uh, that situation formed. Uh, shout out Lambo for sure for um, connecting that. It seems like I could see like Freddie really getting along with like you and I I can even remember um 
like I feel like he was on like a loiter squad episode even like a long fucking time ago. Um, so it seems like uh, he, he was, he was, I forgot about that until like yesterday or maybe the day before that he posted, like he posted a little snippet of the video yeah. and was talking about the Will Smith incident or some shit. And I was like, Oh shit, Freddie was on loiter squad. But you know, to be honest, I was on, I don't know how many skits of that. I, I only seen it one time. I never even watched that show. Yeah. Cause it's probably too close to home. You're like, the fuck am I going to watch this for? Yeah, I was like, dude, these guys are always like this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to watch it. And then I just feel weird about, it's super weird for as much as I like filming people and taking pictures of people. Like, I don't really like my photo taken or being filmed. So watching myself on TV act like a fucking idiot, like, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy that. <laughs> right. Like, you would do it and just, like, okay, never again. Yeah, there's some people out there who are just like, they'll know me just from that show. Like, going back to earlier, they'll be like, oh, you're on Loiter Squad, and they don't know anything else. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious that to you, I'm this dude that was like a an actor on Loiter Squad for a year, you know, like really trying right. to make it in Hollywood. But all that shit was just like, I was getting tricked into doing that stuff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's like... It's cool that all, from all those like flamboyant, like wild days, like Odd Future and Lawyer Squad and all that shit, that like you were able to like make your own connections and relationships. Um, I don't know, just to like further whatever it was that you want to do. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've still been trying to figure it out. It's not like I've, <laughs> you know, I've been able to maintain um a certain degree of relationship or success within things but i'm still trying to figure it all out to this day um but i've definitely had a lot of people tell me that which um kind of keeps me going so i i appreciate that yeah of course um i feel also like uh something i really respect about you is that you like to experiment in other ventures like outside of you know, maybe the thing that the average creator might do, like perhaps like not to shit on anything, but like put out a zine or put out a t-shirt. Like I like that you have experimented um, with, you You know, you you ran a magazine and now you are going to be starting a wheel company. Um, is that overwhelming to do all these types of things like by yourself or do you like work with a team? Um. Thankfully, I have a good group of friends and people that I work with. Um, it's still overwhelming. Um, <laughs> as these ideas come into play to start it out, it's it's extremely overwhelming. The thought of like, okay, I have to do this by myself or I have to find people to help me out with it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, going back to maintaining good relationships with um as many people as possible it makes it a little bit easier for people to want to work with me so um very thankful for that yeah can you um can you talk a little bit about um i hope i'm pronouncing it right but it's amfm right for the the wheel company yeah yeah um so 
I wanted to do something in skateboarding, kind of go back to that, because I had worked, even though I had been skating and been a fan of everything, I haven't really worked in skateboarding in so many years, and I kind of wanted to go back to that realm and see if there's anything that I could do. And I didn't really see anything as far as wheels go. Um, they were doing something cool yeah they were doing something cool that i wanted to see you know like i know i'm never gonna compete with the brand as big as spitfire like at all and i've always ridden spitfire since i was a little kid for the most part so Mm -hmm. um but you know that's not really that's not really what i'm looking to hit i'm just trying to do something small and cool and support um you know skateboarders that not only i'm a fan of but that i respect to a very high level and some of these people i've known for a good amount of years so i was like you know what let me let me try my hand at it i feel like it's it's crazy though because i i i hear you where i'm like i haven't heard of really anyone trying a wheel company like i thought even oski doing a truck company was pretty fucking sick because it's just it i think it's unheard of a little bit to try to go into the hardware like i guess hardies and stuff like that um but wheel i had just i had not thought about that um so i thought it was cool and i was also definitely curious like why wheels yeah i mean that was just that was just the space that i didn't really see this occupying yet you know when i think about hardware you know diamond really really killed the game there they're not you know they're not anything like they used to be but you know now there's hardy's and bronze and you know there's a couple cool brands in kind of every space but not not when i looked at wheels and was like you know what i can i can try this and i didn't really want to try to do a board company or anything like that because everyone I know or that I'm a fan of, they're already on very respectable board brands. So I didn't really Mm -hmm. want to try to Mm -hmm. jump into that space. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to have kind of like all, I mean, at this point, like a East coast team, like uh, you have like Naquan and and Carl and stuff like that. I saw. Um, Yeah. So I got, Jameer, uh, Naquan, Carl, and little Dougie so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, all of them are predominantly East Coast, but Carl's a funny situation because everyone really considers him East Coast. And he is from Chicago, but he's actually from Santa Clarita where I grew up at. So oh, I've known shit. him since okay. he was a little jit. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually... Um, you know, from this side and yeah, that makes a lot more sense then. Cause I'm, I, I've seen him at like blue park, just like skating around, you know? So I've always yeah. associated him with New York. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most people do. Um, I know he was really trying to make it in the skate game um, years ago. He, he clearly did, but uh, <laughs> he definitely did. his mom, yeah, he was in some situation. I think his mom had moved um, maybe back to Chicago or something outside mm-hmm. of Santa Clarita. And he was kind of on his own and he was just talking about how he didn't want to live in LA at that time. Okay. And I was just like, everyone was like, why don't you just go to New York? Like, I think his sister was living out there or maybe she still does. And 
think he was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go stay with her and skate out there. I was like, dude, if you take the way that you skate, like from LA to New York, something's going to match up and it's going to look really dope. I was like, if you, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I was like, if you stay out here, you could get lost in, um, you know, maybe in whatever everyone else is doing. But if you go to New York, I think it would be a breath of fresh air for sure. Dude, I mean, his, I mean, all those, all those guys, honestly, I mean, but like, yeah, his, his style is crazy. He can skate anything. Yeah. You got it. It's a dope, it's a dope team of guys. I just definitely, when I looked at the roster, I was like, shit, this dude's going to have to make a lot of long distance phone calls or something. (laughs) No, it's, it's not a problem. I mean, I've always, I've always been able to keep up with everyone around the world. You know, I got friends and, australia and europe and stuff and i always make time to reach out to everyone as much as i can and just be like how are you doing or whatever so i don't really i don't really see the distance as a problem especially if i'm happy being in la and they're happy being wherever they are you know yeah and i think it's fun like i haven't like done it for an actual like skate trip obviously because i'm not even close at that level but i think it's exciting too for for them probably like oh trip trips for amfm to like go out west or like whatever it is or i think that's just fun as a as a skateboarder to travel so yeah definitely i mean carl's back out here he got a spot in hollywood somewhere so um he's fully out uh living in new york mm-hmm. and um queasy's out here Naquan's filming for like the next month, month and a half out here yeah, he was on the other him. project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jameer is just, he might be in Barcelona right now, I think, but for the most part, he's just posted in Philly. He loves it there. I, I love it there too. It's great to skate. Yeah. He, he's so fucking good. That's the type of skating that personally I like. I don't it's just such like a, like a raw, and like dip like the way he skates switch like i know it's switch and it's like not perfect but it's gnarly i don't know i like that yeah i feel like i'm watching like all the old heads and everyone i grew up with when i'm watching them but still just like you know new new guy twist on it you know so i i, I love him i love his skating what's uh what's your plan for the for like the release you guys are working on a video the video's already done um i filmed i filmed all of them last summer cool with like a high eight camera so it's got like this old look to it and then we kind of chopped up some some other clips that they had um into the video i think we're just going to release it as like individual parts like carl will have his part and then cool jameer will have his part and um will probably be released by like June 1st, give or take a week. And then do you have like um like a team wheel that you are releasing to coincide? Yeah, so the way that I kind of wanted to run this, I wanted to see if you know, I could get some extra money into all the riders pockets cuz the more I was finding out about the wheel space, uh, you know, some people get pro models and shit and they don't even get any royalties off of it. So oh. I was like, you know what, let me, let me rearrange the way that, uh, 
this company is operating. So yeah, we'll always have a team wheel and a team shirt or something, but from the wheels to the apparel, uh, we're going to offer, you know, colorways or signature products, um, just to get the guys a little bit more bread in their pockets. Good shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Cause I feel like everyone always talks about that the only place really where there's money in skating is, is shoes, uh, like, like pro shoes. I remember I always heard like when I would watch videos of skater interviews, they're like, I don't make fucking money really off the other sponsors that I have except shoes. So. Oh yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll never be able to compete with what a shoe contract might be, let alone like, I don't think we would ever sell enough stuff to where you could just live off of the wheel sponsor, you know, but any, yeah, but I'm more saying like people, the addition is amazing to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any little bit helps for anyone, you know, uh, no matter how much money you make, you know, it's always nice to break moms off or whatever you want to do with it, you know? So yeah, um, that's all I'm trying to do is just, just help, just help whoever wants to be involved. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I, I like all the skaters that you, you have on the team and it's cool to think that, you know, you'll do apparel and shit too. I'm excited to see what, what that all looks like. Cause you have like the opportunity to do something different, like you said, cause wheels is kind of an untapped space. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll, it'll mostly be like DTC. Um, I just really didn't want to deal with a lot of the headaches that wholesale brings. So, right. um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sell to the skate shops should. where, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to sell to the shops where I'm actually friends with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like, I don't want to, not that it's like bad. It's just not how I want to do it, but I don't want to run a line list to every single shop in North America or around the country and be like, this is why you should buy it. And like push my product like that. Like, either want it or you don't you know so it'll just be like five homie shops that have it and then if you want it you can just go online i feel like everyone's just online shopping these days anyway so like fuck it dtc the company can make more money to pay our riders more money that way do you have any other new ventures that you're working on for the future you have like um perhaps a sort of like media company i think you were saying there's this other project, Paris Denochi, that I'm working on. It's um, going to be a video project in conjunction with Thrasher. I think we're shooting for November, but it could take a little bit longer than that to put out. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, it's more just like a, a video project. I don't really want to make it a brand because um, if we run it that way, then there's a lot more wiggle room to have people come in and out of this video project. Cause I don't want it to interfere with oh, other sponsorships cool, yeah. or shit yeah. like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. So you don't put like a, if there's not like so much a brand or a monetary attachment like that. Exactly. And, um, the general idea about it is we're gonna put out an album with the video. So I can't say who yet, but, there will be a scored, a scored album to go with the video. So it'll be all original music. Shit. That's kind of like, I can't, I mean, I don't know every video, so I can't say that's 
never been done or like unheard of, but very cool idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that it's been done to some level or some people have made their own beats or whatever to go with the video, but I don't, I don't think it's been done on this particular level. So I'm pretty excited uh, to work with the people involved and to get it out to the public. And hopefully it's something that um, we could possibly do annually with Thrasher. Very cool. Like try to like, even if it's the same skaters, but like different uh, album every time or something like, like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the way that is set up is, you know, there, there might not be everyone that I want involved in this first project skating wise. And then maybe the first one comes out and maybe they want to be involved in the second one. There's always, there's always more than enough skateboarders. So it could be the same guys. It could be different guys. I don't know. I'll figure that out when, after we get the first one out. Yeah. That's cool too, that you're, you know, working on, multiple things in skating like you said you kind of want to get back to your roots a little bit with that yeah and that was kind of opportunity to utilize any connections i had made in the music industry it's like okay well i want to do something in skateboarding but how can i get um this other industry involved you know and, and make it cool make it something um that i was hyped on you know i was watching that uh like the zoo york video a bunch and i was like this is really dope this is like a skate mixtape you know i don't know if you've seen it but they got like method man rapping in there and shit and that was kind of the inspiring um video for this project i don't think it's going to be anything like that but that's what i was like oh shit like i want to see if i could put my twist on this yeah yeah and uh, i don't know i feel like I, i'm not sure like exactly what artists you have in mind but i think of off the top of my head with hip hop, I think a lot of hip hop artists really fuck with and respect skating. Like I'll look at some skate clips on Instagram and like rappers like made in Tokyo, for example, are like commenting on it and they're like hyped on tricks. So I, I feel like it could go really well together. Yeah. I think at this point, most people have grown up with a skateboard or, around skateboards so it's something that's a lot more familiar and they understand it a little bit more as opposed to like dude the thought of when i was like 15 and any rapper i was listening to at that time they were definitely so far removed from anything to do with skateboarding but these days it's a, a lot has changed definitely yeah i i totally agree i mean skating's like fucking pop culture at this point skating's like the cool shit now um yeah no longer a counterculture at all no, like it's not at every, all. everyone knows about it <laughs> i was i was in uh one of my grad classes the other week and this girl was like asking me these she was asking me like one of my classmates like shit that i do and i told her i skateboard and she goes oh so you're cool and i was like <laughs> that's crazy because like in high school it like wasn't that it was like three kids in my high school maybe four or five skated and it was like kind of weird if you did so it is interesting yeah there is no way i i half wish that i got to experience how it is now but i'm also thankful that um that i got to live through that time and that you did too of knowing what it's like to to enjoy to do something that not everyone 
fully approved of or knew about or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was like you would be scrutinized by certain people in school being like, oh, you're a fucking weirdo and you're an idiot for that thing. And now it's like, oh, shit, that person has that thing and everyone has that thing. They're cool. I don't know. Yeah, joke's on you. (laughs) I guess. I guess. And it's so funny now because, like, the fact that everyone is so, like, it's cool makes me resent it in this weird way. Like, I still love it, but I don't know. It's it's kind of gotten to become a little bit gross, uh, the culture of skating. Yeah, yeah. You just got to find the certain pockets that fit what you're into or Mm. what you enjoy about it and that kind of can change some things but yeah if you look at it like as a whole and everything that's going on yeah it's extremely gross (laughs) yeah totally dude did you did you skate for huff at one point no i i never skated for huff uh a lot of my friends had started working for them when they moved their operation from san francisco to la a a very long time ago Mm -hmm. and um I had become friends with Keith and I started working for them. And I think he, he, him and that company were very vital in me figuring a lot of shit out. Hmm. Um, they had this marketing position that was open and I was like, okay, how can I tie everything I learned together in the music industry in with the skate thing? And, uh, it was pretty seamless. So I always had like a very close relationship with that brand and with Keith. So a lot of people have asked me that, but no, I, I just worked for them. I, uh, I just, I, I think I remember years ago seeing maybe, maybe in like illegal civ edits or something like clips of you skating, like huff shit. And I was like, fuck, I guess that like, that would make sense. Cause like, I don't know. I just thought that maybe you wrote for them. <laughs> no, no, I just I just like to wear and support, you know, things that are close to me. Like during yeah. that time I know I could have got Nike's or Converse or whatever, but I was just like, you know what, I I really like what Keith is doing, so I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna rock right now. Yeah, I dude, I respect that. I, I have brands, people that I'm close with that like I don't get the clothes for free even sometimes, but I'd rather wear the shit that I like the people that I think are really dope and making shit instead of just like, I don't know what's easier or what's free. Yeah, definitely. If I could have a closet full of stuff that my friends made, I'd rather have that than anything else. I mean, I could go on and on about whatever other miscellaneous shit, but (laughs) I think that covers, (laughs) that covers most of the stuff 